As the great Fozzie Bear once said, watch out for that icy patch. Welcome back to Disorganized, a Criminal Minds podcast. I'm your head janitor, Z. I'm your assistant head janitor, Laura. And I'm the intern janitor, Iris. <laughs> Welcome to our first episode. We're going to uh, jump right into the first season because that makes sense um, numerically. And, <gasps> Ooh, <it> <laughs> and we're going to talk about the first season of Criminal Minds. Woo! What? Was everybody's favorite episode? I know mine. Mine ran off the top. So, like, these are all so fresh and new to me. I'm like, oh, all of them. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that route. I don't know. I, it might be because of my love of spies, but I really like the CIA episode. Um, yeah. Is that, that the second to last like, one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I like that 22. one a lot. Yeah. yeah. Secrets and lies. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I really like Ride the Lightning. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That one was so good, too. Uh, episode yeah. 14 is my only... Five star. That made me sniff a little bit. Listen, me too, and I've seen it like (laughs) every time. Every time I'm like, she's just trying to protect her baby. (laughs) I think I agree with Z. Riding the Lightning is probably my favorite, but it's really close with a couple of other things in this yeah. season. Yeah. I also... Well, tell me tell me which ones are you thinking? Definitely Secrets and Lies. Like, mm-hmm. I like that one quite a bit. Um, I also really like Derailed. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And, or, you know, L on a train. Yeah. Um, <laughs> read 2. and <laughs> Reed on a train. Um, I yeah, feel like there's... that should be like the gang goes on a train heist. I'm like, no, 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 Yes. No, that one I really like. There's a lot of like good people the guest actors are great and mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of good moments in there mm-hmm. yeah i also really liked broken mirror which is with the davenport twins mm. that get kidnapped oh, yeah. by the, the other fbi agent i know it's kind of a pretty bare bones episode like there's not a whole hell of a lot going on uh-huh. but i feel like they did the tension in that episode really well yeah there's that's... a moment in that episode that i love so much that i that's one of the few things is i actually it, wrote down is it the one where Jason's on the phone. Jason Gideon's on the phone with the stalker. And um, he's like, click, yeah, no, click. No, that was such a There's a better episode. I literally yelled king. Yeah. Um, when they're going, they're doing their round robin, talking about the profile. It's so subtle. Gideon <sighs> was peeling an orange mm-hmm. in that scene. And every time somebody got something right in the profile or took a stab at it, he gave them an orange slice. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I, I just watched that. him. And I, was, I had noticed it the first time. I was like, because I noticed him had this orange. And I was like, are you Pavloving your people? Like, they get a treat every time they get in a thing, right? I was like, he's totally experimenting on his team right now. <laughs> that, he does. He realized he did it because he was just like, oh, you did so good, Johnny. He's just handing out orange slices to people. Yeah. Is it experimenting or is it mothering? Yeah. <laughs> you know, See, I, yeah. I was like, that could be Mama Gideon right there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, I found that so adorable. And I was like, he's, what is he doing right now? He's being a king. <laughs> I also have a real soft spot for the LDSK episode. Yes. Um, I think that is a really great read episode. The the weird antagonism, but also like fathering, I guess, that Hotch does with yeah. the team. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good example of it. And that actually was like the first time I watched Criminal Minds. I think this was the episode, LDSK was the one that I was like, oh, okay, I like this show. Like, that uh, was the first one that I was like, yes, let's go. It, it, the technical quality of that episode, of the season, also improved with that episode. Mm. Like, beforehand, it was very dark, it was very, like, heavy yeah. colors and stuff, mm, and like, yeah. and then from, from LDSK on, it seemed like the, just the quality improved in yeah. general. Yeah. 
I, I actually have a really quick question on that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully one of you is like pedantic enough to like correct me or something. When did this episode air in relation to Firefly? Ooh, good question. Um, um er, late 2005. It had been... So it would be... F- couple years later firefly was like oh one yeah because reed absolutely quoted firefly or did some type of allusion to it what do you mean oh because when he shoots the guy in the head he's just like i was aiming for his leg yeah and hot was <laughs> like well i'm glad you did <laughs> but that's a jane cobb reference mm, and i was just like was this a weird like if it was aired simultaneously was it like did they share notes was it just a weird <laughs> happenstance or is reed secretly like i love that Firefly show! Yeah! It is That's- canon that he is obsessed with Doctor Who in, like, literature. So he goes to cons with Penelope in later seasons. So there's a strong oh. chance. He's just yes. like sci-fi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like, obviously he's the best one. Clearly. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I love all of them. Absolutely, yeah. They're, I'll play favorites with all of them. That's also the uh, episode where Gideon says that he's proud of Reed. He's like, yeah. I'm proud of you, kid. And I was like, I'm right. proud of you, too. And oh Gideon God. said he was proud of me because I'm a kid and that counts for me. I remember that because I was thinking, like, I immediately flash back to the first time that my dad said that he was proud of me oh. when I was a whole ass adult post-college. <laughs> yeah, thanks for waiting that long, dad. I was like 25. I was like, I'm 25 years together. My dad hated me. I have a producer's note. Uh, Firefly started, uh, well, and ended uh, in the fall of 20, 2002. Uh-huh. Ooh, numbers are hard. Uh, the movie Serenity came out in the fall of 2005. Okay, okay. But the quote you're talking about is from the show. Yeah. So that would have been O2. So Reed theoretically could have been watching Firefly and just been like, man, I just saw this episode. Like, like I just rewatched it last night. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, I was aiming for his leg and Hot just like, I don't watch this show. Please tell me that's a quote. <laughs> and Reed like, it was it. Was. <laughs> There's some that I think about a lot that I don't think are my favorite. Mostly because they're really heavy and I'm like, I think I'm just traumatized by them. There's a couple episodes that really hurt me. And and that... They were like, good. But, like, objectively good, but subjectively owie. There, there are going to be some that we're going to have to give you trigger warnings for because, okay. like, they do get pretty heavy and, like, sad. Okay. Okay. Sad. Children death is always going to be kind of high on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one I'm thinking of in particular um, with the, mort- the mortuary... Mm, the kidnap the kids and the, at the carnivals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. that one's okay. that one's That's a, that one's a heavy. Yeah, that one's like me. season eight. Right. I think so. I got like a yeah. month or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo! Just brace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what was everybody's least favorite? I think from a, a objective, like technical quality, the college fire one. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I just was like that one kind of like eh, it's technically eh. yeah technically it does yeah suck. But um the one the the fox that was one. like the second one the, the one with the guy who would the break family into, annihilator yeah like that one fucked me up i think about that once a day it's a, it's a i think about like all the wedding rooms like, they found because like they only found like the two or three families and then they find like 10 fucking rings it was unwell <laughs> yeah. after i finished that episode that one is called Fox, I have that one. Yeah, yes. I remember that because I was thinking of like, oh, Renard the Fox, haha. <laughs> like, I make weird literature references too, tee Um, in, in that episode, Garcia tells Reed that he's going to go to prison and be somebody's bitch. <laughs> First of all, it's 
Spoilers. Second of all, what? that's all I'm leaving you what? with. That's all I'm leaving what? you with. Second of what? all, when I was young and I was on fan fiction, the most popular pairing was Morgan and Reed prison AUs. <laughs> what? Oh Wait, like most popular for you? No, or most popular I mean, like, yes, on fanfiction.net. No. Okay, okay. The most popular on fanfiction.net okay. at the time when I was on fanfiction.net. So, like, God, thus, yeah. I was reading very many. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, weirdly enough, that is not a pairing I even really thought about. Really? Morgan and Reed? No. Um, Hotch and Reed were really popular, too. Oh, I can, no, I can see you. that. But that's because fanfiction.net has, like, a parental kink. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, they really like sure, daddy sure. AUs, um, which yeah. is wild, and I hate it. <laughs> so what's really interesting, that you just totally switched this back to the Fox, sorry. There's a lullaby that plays in that one that plays in the one that I was talking about with the morticians. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. And this, so this is the first... Oh, creepy dead baby lullaby. Great. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. I'll just have to keep an eye, ear out for that. So okay. That, so that... That episode, the the Fox episode seven, was the first um, time that that lullaby is played, and it's played throughout the season Blah. many a times. No, <laughs> yeah. already no. <laughs> I don't yeah. want it. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Go to your room, lullaby. <laughs> you know what you did. Okay, so you really didn't like the Fox. I mean, like it's not that I didn't. Like, it was objectively and technically a very good episode. Mm-hmm. It just fucked me up. I mean, yeah. it, 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 I think it did cause a little bit of trauma in me because, like, it's given me a couple of nightmares. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is Which really is so me- interesting to me because it's the most like red dragony. Um, the yeah. show. Yeah. I was like, I would have thought that you'd be like, oh, I know this. Okay, yeah. No, I don't know. There's just something about, I think... I mean, yeah, it's very, very dragony, but, like, instead of going, like, haha, it turns out that I have an even better, eviler psychiatrist. It was just like, hey, this psychologist fully, like, fucking kills families. And I'm like... Yeah. I'm just not okay with this. Rose of baby in the end yeah, of the episode. Yeah, yeah, just straight up like Gideon's like catches that bitch like a football. And he's like, we're gonna get this into the end zone. And like, I don't. There, there, I mean, there's there's a probably more evil people that they they show in a, in a world where one could believe in actual good and evil and not just selfishness or whatever. But like, I'm like, there is something about that dude that was just like the most evilest thing you can do. It's yeah. just sort of like, well, my family left me, so I'm just going to ruin everyone else's day. And he just did it with like a smile on his face. Like he was like, doing something good he's like i'm helping them by killing them and i'm like <laughs> i just like it was it really hurt me it just really hurt me it's a rough episode yeah um i really didn't like won't get fooled again which is the one where gideon finally confronts adrian bale which is the guy that oh yeah the place in, ba- in baltimore or chicago i can't remember i don't know and so like that's where that like plot line comes to a head as in that episode and it is such 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 an unremarkable ending yeah so yeah i really didn't like that one there were a couple that were just like incredibly unremarkable like i was watching them and i was like i don't have a recollection of this episode <laughs> which is so right. funny because that happens to our good producer mac with thibs sometimes and i'm always like how do you not remember if, you, if you're so obsessed and then i read some like, oh i get it yeah, <laughs> I get it. yeah i also didn't like poison which is with the the pharmaceutical mm. a guy that poisons the envelopes. Oh, with, like with the LSD, LSD yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then there was one more. I'm having yeah, a weird one. That was like business. weirdly convoluted. Yeah. And so like, because yeah, because there's, there's several in the middle that are like just straight up like, I think they were trying to figure out what made the show work. Because it was very plot heavy as opposed to character heavy. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, even the Adrian Bale one, I felt like I got more of a character arc out of Bale 
who was like a tertiary character at best than yeah. I did any of the actual team. Absolutely. And like, yeah, the, I mean, they all they all beautifully acted. They all did the really good cinematography, like really well shot kind of thing. But um, it, it was just like, yeah, Adrian Bell was kind of the star of this episode for fucking reasons, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the poison one, the unsub is, isn't named, given a name until 32 minutes in the episode. Not that crazy. <laughs> Not that crazy. It's, it's about five minutes later than the average. Mm-hmm. But they only call him Hill. Listen, don't laugh that I know that. I am just imagining Z watching these episodes with a stopwatch. And then the second they name that up, sub, click. Now, I know someone else in the universe has done this, and that's probably where you have this information. It's not. But I'm like, yeah, but I, I can see a spreadsheet in my mind of all the times and episode titles. Yes, that is. Okay, yeah, you yeah. just gotta break down the math for us, okay? You, you get some help. You see Jay's out there. You can see people good at math. So figure out the length of the episode airtime, you know? So if it's yeah. a 42 minute episode and it doesn't happen till this way, how much percentage of episode do we have to get through before we get the name? So I like Criminal Minds. <laughs> I don't know I like it that much. <laughs> Listen, you're right though. They just call him Hill after like 32 minutes, and then about 34 minutes they call him Ed one time, and he is not his first name is not mentioned the rest of the episode. Wow! So that like a little peeved me off a little bit. Yeah, they got very hung up on like, oh my god, LSD and like botulism. Yay! Yeah, this, and they're like, oh yeah, that forgot somebody had to have done this. Like, it just occurred naturally in nature. Right. Uh, in this episode, Morgan also says, like, kids these days are using Rohypnol as a recreational drug. And I really don't think that was true. I, I was a kid these days in 2005, but I don't think that was true. I think he's talking about kids these days in terms of he he is a child using date rape. Not him, personally, but, like, because that's, like, a his generation thing, yeah. is using date rape drugs. Not for fun. Yeah. To date rape. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so, yeah, kids these days are using them. And I, I just, I really needed everyone to turn to him and look, be like, you're blaming it on the teenagers, huh? Because, <laughs> uh, pretty stir historically, it's, um, your generation. Thank you. Yeah. Al did give him a little bit of a side eye, like, and date rape. <laughs> like, yeah. like, fuck you using it for fun. <laughs> to the commercial. Read splaining hyperfixation time. Don't overthink it. That's it. Yeah, so Matthew Gray Goobler, um, you might notice later in the show. Um, I think you can see it like once or twice in this first season, but you definitely see it as the seasons go on. He wears two different color socks. What? And that, that's, that's a thing that not just Reed does. That's a thing Matthew Gray Goobler does because when he was a kid, his grandmother, this is... <laughs> This is a little... Uh, <laughs> right? yeah. this information. We are, we are learning. This is good. This is good. Yeah. So, so in the, okay, I got a thing. Part of Reed's playing is not apologizing for this. Reed just knows his shit and then he explains it. Exactly. So, all right. So I don't apologize for this at all. I know things about you, Matthew Gay Googler. <laughs> <laughs> his grandmother, his grandmother told him when he was a kid that wearing mismatching colored socks was good luck. Oh, and so okay. he just kind of like took that to heart and wore mismatching colored socks yeah. for every day of his life, except for a handful of times in which he has been injured. <gasps> so he continues to only wear the ritual socks. has been completed. Yes. He must yes. wear them. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it makes me want to. So wear it just this. made that part of the character. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I, I when, wear almost always patterned socks, and so now I'm just like I'm like weirdly superstitious. So now I hear that, and I'm like I should wear no, different he, socks. Yeah, he wears he wears patterned socks too, not just like solid colors. One of the fun things that the producers and the writers did is whenever they were casting, because they did casting for a, a very long time, it was a long process. Mm. They incorporated the people that they 
cast and their their little quirks and mannerisms okay. and likes and stuff into the characters. So That's all nice. of them got to have a little bit of a hand in designing their own character. That's good. Especially because long-running shows, eventually the actors kind of like are the best source of their characters. You see that in a lot of things that last for longer than three seasons. It's like the writers are like, okay, here's the situation. You tell us what you're going to do kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's not exactly improv, but it gets real close. And that was everything that I had for today. Thanks. <laughs> if you like our word mouth amusements, you can find our other shows at partyapocalypse.com. And those are. <laughs> 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 out, all alphabetical. Oh, the shit. holodeck is broken. Yeah. That one is a current H. one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Azimuth Turns should Azimuth, come before that yeah, one. It's in turn. its entirety. Ooh. The Fourth Wall, also in its entirety, would come before the holodeck is broken. Ooh, okay. You started us off on the wrong foot, Laura. I did. Captain in the Woods is also um, up there early. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm I doing. I have the crown. I've got this show under control. What else do we got on the website? We got books, blogs, movie reviews, and. Friendables, also in its entirety, it just ended, and we are replacing it. Though it is gone, it will never be forgotten. Yeah, because uh, I'll just keep referencing it like eighty-four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Per episode. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Back to the episode. Yes. <laughs> Laura, what yes. were your least favorite episodes? I might have a couple, and like you said, like it's it's more so that some of these were like more forgettable episodes mm-hmm. for me, or just sort of bleh episodes. Absolutely. Um, and but mine are strangely different. Number eight, natural born killer. It's like this overkill torturer kind of situation. At least that's yeah. what I got in my notes. Yeah. Turns out it's an undercover cop. So the thing is, is I don't really care that much for like mob stories Pigs. or, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like organized crime stuff it just i don't find those kinds of plot lines mm-hmm. interesting so mm-hmm. the fact that that was this episode revolved around that entirely i'm yeah. like yeah, but it fine. also didn't revolve around that entirely oh, it okay. was like you know what i mean but it was it was one of those <laughs> things no it was one of those things where it was it was like here's this this crime thing that's happening but also it's not a crime thing he's just doing it off on his own right. he's a little it bit of a sadist just... but it was like it was like, if you're going to do it commit to it you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. it just so it was it was fine. It was whatever. Episode 10, the popular kids with the whole satanic panic in, oh, the, yeah. in the small town. I'm like, yeah. the thing is, is that X-Files has done that plot line to death. And so <laughs> you just don't need it anymore. Well, shit, the U.S. justice system has done that plot I line mean, to death. I mean, I know. It's just, it's just a whole thing. About. Also, the tribe is up there for me. Yeah. Just oh, as I... kind of a bleh episode. And like... They could have made that a little more interesting to me, Mm -hmm. I think. Like, I appreciate casting of some actual Native American actors. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that they're trying to be like, actually, no, your murders are not our thing. It's white people pretending to have this tribe and this cult and whatever. Full on pause and screamed, I would die for jump (laughs) level. Yeah. Because I was like, because just everything he did, I was just like, Oh, they better not fuck this up. <gasps> they did it! This seems good! Because oh, like, they have like the little white chick in there going like, You're not a real whatever. He's just like, you. What the fuck is wrong with you? And yeah. he just like unloads on her. And I was like, I'm so happy they have this in like syndicated television. <laughs> but I would absolutely have watched or really appreciated that if it was like the tribe's BAU or like like I would have yeah. loved yeah. it from their perspective, mm-hmm. like trying to figure out like this murder or something and like these. This is the spinoff we deserved. 
where they like yeah, maybe I mean, they it starts with them and then they call in the FBI because yeah. of some yeah. reason. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't like that it was the the white police that called the the yeah. BAU, and I would have liked it. I think you're right if it had been like the somebody from the the reservation yeah. who had mm-hmm. called and been like, hey, like we are noticed like there are people trying to. Trying to blame us for exactly. shit as yeah. usual. Yes. Help us out, buddy. I also didn't we have... We only a- have one police officer and teacher <laughs> yeah. in our res because of, you know, you guys. So, yeah. <laughs> please help. Yeah. I also had a really low memory of this one. As things were happening, like, I, they were clicking for me, but, like, just the cold recall wasn't there for me. I liked the representation, but also he was a tracker. Like, that's such a such yeah. a thing to do for a native character. <laughs> yeah. One more thing about John Blackwolf, though. Um, yes. I actually him. really like how he was just like, I have a knife because of 21 feet. And, like, as someone else who also is just sort of like, guns ain't shit! <laughs> um, like, not to say that I'm, like, athletic or whatever, but, like, I've seen hand-to-hand combat. Guns ain't shit! <laughs> yeah. You are the- way more likely to die from a knife than a gun. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, gun bullets, are like, like getting gunshot, you have a 90% survival rate. You yeah. have, like, a 20% survival rate for if you get stabbed with a knife. I mean, it's yeah. bad. <laughs> in, in, I love knives. In the, the, the tribe. <laughs> yeah. In the, the tribe well, I'm episode. Not a kill. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> See, you can't say things like that in the FBI building. <laughs> what? That's true. What? I need healthcare though. Please continue to hire me. Um, in that episode, Morgan says that 200 people owning 450 guns is paranoid, but I know people that own upwards of a dozen to themselves. So I don't know what Morgan was talking about. <laughs> no, no, actually, I do know this. Okay, because we live in a certain state that collects guns that have in East Coast and West Coast and stuff like that, and farther north. Um, that is unheard of. Yeah, having true. more than two guns is like seen as like, oh, you're a paranoid person who's going to kill somebody. Like here, it's a hobby. Yeah. Um, but like in other places, especially like more city populated areas, especially pe- like cities that have actual gun control instead of us, where we literally just have gun shows where you don't even get a background check. You just walk in with cash. A three year old can fucking buy a gun here in this state. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, in bigger cities and especially on the coast where there's higher population density and stuff, so therefore more gun laws and whatnot. It's it's almost unheard of. Yeah. I mean, people will own a gun, but it's harder and it's not as like in vogue. They're not spot. They're not stockpiling like more than like two and, yeah. it, and, it's, and it's a sign of paranoia like it, it's culturally why do you need that many guns yeah here that's it's like that a, number of people in this country yeah yeah here meanwhile it's like sign it's a sign of collection or a hobby like the same way people will like collect cars or whatever which is also like also an expensive hobby and i'm like what the fuck but like but at least you can just drive your car around and show it to people like. right but that's the thing like <laughs> they kind of do the same thing with guns here mm. like there's a whole culture of just sort of like look at how many weapons i own yeah. because it's my collection and yeah i use them and i train or whatever there's a difference in perception because like here it's very normalized but if you go to new york and say hey i own two guns they're like wow you're a school shooter huh and you're like yeah. bitch back off yeah <laughs> i'm from oklahoma <laughs> So yes. So essentially, <laughs> so essentially, like, oh no, that means I'm a Democrat because I don't own any guns. So I'm less than five. That means I don't own any because yeah. we all know five is equal to zero. <laughs> Duh! Everyone knows this. Yeah, that if you only like have four math, guns, do you even own guns, bro? I do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Come on, get on my level. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know. Right. So um, there's my weird uh, breaking in re-explaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to steal the hyperfixation. No, appreciate you. Appreciate you. 
Um, I also really didn't like Unfinished Business, which is the one right before tri- The Tribe. My summary says an old BAU agent is taunted by the unsub who got away when he makes a comeback to finish his list. But oh. his, M- his change in MO stumps the team until Garcia and Morgan make a breakthrough in the case. I remember writing this and being like, I know exactly what this is going to... Like, I know, I know exactly what episode this is. This is explaining everything for me. I was rereading my notes today and I was like, what the fuck episode is this? <laughs> And, like, I don't even, like, my notes, too, were, I don't like the director's edit choices, as in four minutes in, I didn't like them. And then I didn't like Ryan, which I think might be the cop, for the same reason I don't like Elle, because I think she's needlessly mean. Yeah. And I remember this one even less than Poison, so. It's weird to me, because, like, and, and shows like this will do this a lot, like, they'll come back. They'll come and show you the case that still haunts Mm -hmm. somebody. Yeah. But in this one, and correct me if I'm wrong, we're getting the case that haunts somebody else who's not even on the team. Right. Who's just friends. He's the as you know Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Because Gideon's like, like, as you know Bob, this is the case that hurts you. Why do I... I mean, okay, people died, whatever. But, like, why do I care about that guy's case right. that's gone unsolved? Yeah. yeah. I would care about him more if they introduced him, like, three or four episodes ago. Like, there's a picture on a desk or something. Be like, yeah, I'm going to Ryan's birthday party. Yeah, it's <laughs> not even like he's been He's so haunted by that case. Okay. Never just, comes back he either. pops yeah. in, says, oh, my God, I'm haunted. And then we yeah. solve it, and then he's like, okay. And I'm monetizing rest. my hauntedness. It would have been better if it turns books. out he was a ghost and he, like, disappeared He afterwards. was the killer. Yeah. He's writing uh, the books, and he, now he's you know, killing again because their sales are flagging. Yeah. 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 I'm, let me write your show! Because, like, they <laughs> do this with, like, Gideon. They do this with Rossi and probably Hotch at some point. Like, it's always, like, the one that got away for yeah. these people. But, like, but this is just a random yeah. dude. So. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, part of it, I think... <sighs> I wasn't sure on this episode whether they were going for, like, the, oh, be careful, because if you, like, detach yourself too much, you'll turn into Ryan, which I think that they were kind of going for. But then they just kind of got caught up with the whole, like, he has big cop energy. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, and it just shows how much that Gideon has, like, FBI dad energy or whatever. Yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, I wear sweater vests. Be like, I wear a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Four guns in. Yeah, it's like, like a Lloyd Lodge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, okay, so like a slight tangent, but based off of this, I appreciate how this show has, there is a difference between big cop energy and like FBI energy. You're yeah. like, wait, aren't they? It's all propaganda. No, I mean, like it is, but at the same time, like you definitely can tell who the cops are. <laughs> You're like, L and that guy. Typically ask the dumb questions yes. when they're giving the profile. They're smart was... people wear sweater vests. Like, that's it. That's what I've learned watching Criminal. <laughs> yes. There was there was a TikTok sound that was going like low-key viral on, on TikTok a little little bit ago. And it was like, it was just this person going, all cops are bastards. And then they'd like post a uh, photo of like a uh, television show or something. And they'd be like, all cops are bastards. It'd be a new one. And I was watching one. I was like, whatever. Yeah, all cops are bad. Like, I could, those ones are bastards too. Those ones too. <gasps> criminal Minds. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the problem with Criminal Minds. Is it a bastard or were they assigned cop at birth? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but there's that. That's, that's my new favorite like, joke, by the way. I'm just like, <laughs> did you choose this? <laughs> in um in the that one episode that you really didn't like the second one compulsion 
with the, yeah. the fires at the, yeah, 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 yeah. the fire starter, the, the college. Gideon, at one point, he says, try not to look official. And then he looks back and they're all in suits with like, yeah. guns and they're just like standing there all awkward. And he's like, try to look less official. <laughs> yeah. Gideon is like, you need to learn like to blend like me. Be like, you only say that more on college campus. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, I'm a professor. I had a thought that, like, in the middle of the season that I literally just, like, sectioned off in my notes because I was like, this is a rant that I just need to go on for a minute. But I really do have this, like, love-hate relationship with shows like this. Like, I also really love CSI, like, the original CSI. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, these kinds of procedural shows. um, And when I said it's, like, they kind of... The shows would like you to believe that the greater good is, like, served by cutting corners and, Mm -hmm, you know, doing whatever you got to do. You can trounce somebody's rights just to get the bad guy. We can get John Baby Eater if we can just ignore his rights. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like going in somewhere without a warrant and, you know, doing all this stuff. But, like... It just makes me think of, like, who even really are we if we're going to be like, yeah, let's deny rights just to, like, get the bad guy. Um, Because you're just not giving due process. So, like, it's something that, like, Criminal Minds does get a little, like, way more formulaic as it goes. Uh Like, you'll be in, like, season 15, and it's like, you can can track it. Like, okay, it's time, like, it's time to deliver the profile is, like the highlight of the show. They, gotcha. they, they like... It's about 20 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so they full-on well, romance novel. Oh, like, no, by it's page very, 69, they yeah, better be fucking. No, 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 it's very... Yeah, you and have, they always say it. Like, it's time yeah. to deliver the profile. Yeah, you have, you have your, your opening of the first victim, and then you have the round table meeting, then you have the plane meeting, then you have <laughs> visit the... Visit the, the cops. Crime scenes, and then you have visit the police station, and then you have... Usually another crime scene or another uh, mm. victim, and then you have time to deliver the profile, and then you have the devolving of the solving. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So there's there's that whole thing. But I really do love watching shows like this. There's something mm-hmm. nice yeah. and comforting knowing that, like, yes, for some reason, they're living in a world where there's a lot of freaking serial killers. Like, there's a new one every week. Yeah. But, like... That's- it's really kind of nice that they get these guys, but at the same time, I'm like, ooh, what are you doing? Like, anytime there's a scene when they're interrogating somebody, especially, not so much right now, but later on, they're interrogating people, and they're like, just tell me. You know, just tell me what happened, and I'll be your friend. And, and I was like, don't talk to the cops! It's like, me <laughs> and get a lawyer! Yeah. But it's always the sad point of the show when the guy's like, give me my lawyer. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, well, I guess it's all we can do. And I'm like... Build a case? I don't know. What's Find actual here? goddamn evidence? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, no, I think that's sure. funny that you say that they're, they're, they're always finding serial killers. Because, like, I, I saw this statistic that, like, um, there's only, like, 25 to 35 active serial killers in the U.S. at one time. Which, yeah. like, considering what the show implies, is not a lot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I wish there was more time. Be because sometimes it feels hundred. like, oh, man, we just got off that flight solving that one case. 36 hours later, we got another body. And yeah. I'm just sort of like, months go in between. Yeah. You know? Like, because, first of all, there's not that many. Second of all, you see a big section, you know, like, a new f- five o'clock, breaking news. Another body's been, or so-and-so's gotten arrested. That's what all the other serial killers are like okay so we gotta lay low because <laughs> yeah. otherwise they're gonna be like oh no all the cops are getting refreshed on their training you know they're gonna yeah. be like i just saw this in the news it must be that guy i'm like fuck <laughs> you know, 
We need to take a like they just get on the same they're on a, a telephone tree. <laughs> they're just like, well, everyone take a break. Take a break. They caught the guy in Indiana, like, I'm sorry, Bob, send flowers to his wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming from the zero <laughs> Again, I don't know how the FBI hired me. I wasn't gonna ask. Insider knowledge. I'm starting to wonder if this uh, heiress person, our new intern, uh, if they passed their background check. They were hey, the I'm only, real good at cleaning up trash. They were the only one that applied. Also, I am cleaning. Also, I kind of got a soft spot for him already. Mm. <laughs> Somebody said that they're proud of me. <laughs> putting this in my diary. <laughs> I learned it from Gideon. You withhold all emotion until you need something from him. <gasps> yes! Oh, Am good. I cleaning this good? You're doing great. Give them some orange slices. Orange slices. Well, that's all we got for this this episode. Unless anybody else has anything crazy pressing, they can't wait till next week when we record again. No, no. I think next week we should... Uh... Get in and talk about uh, characters. Yeah, Stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. As Charlie Chaplin once said, 